All right. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our show sponsors, which today is Organifi. Organifi is a name you're going to want to remember, especially if one of the areas that we talk about today, which is your health, is an area you want to improve. Organifi, I love all of their products because number one, they are organic. Number two, they are USDA certified organic. They're very low in sugar. They use the best superfood ingredients. And I've found a couple of products I'm absolutely in love with. Let me tell you the three that are my favorites. The first is Organifi Gold. That's what I'm drinking at night. It's like a warm cup of tea, but it kind of tastes like kind of an earthy hot chocolate. It's made out of nine different superfoods, and they are designed to help you get into deep sleep and recovery. You'll have better sleep. You'll have better REM sleep, which is really important to cleaning out those toxins in your brain and helping you to wake up and feel restored and refreshed. I drink that at night. Then during the day, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I mix two other of their powdered ingredients. One is called Organifi Pure. And for me, it just tastes a lot like my lemon ginger water. I drink Pure because of the brain impact. It has clinical research that shows that your BDNF, which is your brain-derived neurotropic factors, are increased by over 206% by drinking this. And it tastes delicious. I happen to mix that. with another product they sell that's called Immunity. And I started taking that at the beginning of coronavirus. And it's designed to improve your immune system. It just gives you the antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial support internally that you need from a combination of ingredients like beta-glucans, olive leaf extract, and vegan D3. I mix those two together. I think it's delicious. Organifi is a great company all the way around customer service, their product development, the way they lab test their ingredients. It matters to me, and I know it matters to you too. So check them out. I'm going to spell it for you. Organifi is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shaleen. And when you go there, you will get 15% off if you enter the code Shaleen. So don't forget to enter the code Shaleen. That is also in the show notes just to make it super simple for you. But again, Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. I love them. Thank you for sponsoring the Shaleen Show. You guys are the bomb. Thank you, listeners, for supporting the Shaleen Show by supporting Organifi and in the process, supporting your health. All right, on to the show. Hey, what's going on? Super excited that you tuned in. I assume it's primarily the ladies because we're talking about perimenopause, and specifically we're talking today about menopausal weight gain and the weight gain that happens before you actually go through menopause in a period that's called perimenopausal. That's what we're talking about today. I am so grateful that you are here. Let's get to it. All right, in this episode, we're going to talk about menopause and we're going to talk about perimenopause. And I personally think it's really important to talk about perimenopause because For some women age 35, some women even younger, some women much later, as we age, our hormones tend to shift and change. And those changes can produce changes in our weight, sometimes a weight gain, more often than not a weight gain, sometimes a weight loss, but more often than not, it's a weight gain. And I know that we talk about these things related to menopause, but for women who haven't yet gone through menopause, meaning they have gone more than one year without a period, there's this transition stage where you just don't feel like yourself and you are gaining weight 
and you think you have to exercise harder or you think you're doing something wrong, but the fact of the matter may be that it is not at all related to anything you're doing. So let's break that down. First of all, you should be aware that the average woman, get this, gains between 10 to 20 pounds in the years as she's entering into menopause and once she's in menopause. But do not let that bum you out because today I'm going to talk about what you can do to avoid it. But first, let's start with why do any of us begin to gain weight when we haven't made any changes to our diet and or exercise? Well, the first has to do with how menopause and the onset of it, meaning perimenopause, impacts your hormone system. As you know, weight gain and our weight in general is very much dictated by our hormones. And you also know that our hormones are created in our gut microbiome. And our gut microbiome is very much impacted by what we eat and what we don't eat. And of course, our lifestyle choices. But as your hormones shift and or change, that's going to impact your metabolism and obviously your weight. But there's several different factors that come together and begin to trigger weight gain as we start to enter menopause. And I think in general, this is what I've noticed. Okay, so I'm 51 years old and I didn't, to my knowledge, have any of the traditional symptoms or signs of menopause. So if you Google it. If you listen to podcasts, more often than not, you're going to hear moodiness, vaginal dryness, loss of hair, lower energy, headaches, loss of libido, dry skin, and weight gain. One that you don't often hear is nausea. Now, for me, I have my hormones tested once a year, unless there's something going on. Well, recently, I went about I'd say three months where on and off I had these moments, maybe two months, on and off I'd have these moments where I was like, man, maybe I'm coming down with something. I just feel a little bit nauseous. And then I would wait and it might stay with me half the day and then it would be gone. Or maybe it would stay with me for three or four days and then it would be gone and then it would come back. And then sometimes it would only last for like an hour in the morning and then sometimes it would last for a couple of hours in the evening. And I said to Brett, I'm like, you know, if you hadn't had a vasectomy, I would swear I was pregnant. Like I just feel the way I did when I was pregnant. Like this feels like morning sickness. I just feel like on the brink of throwing up, but also it makes me hungry. Like I want to eat a cracker. I want to eat a carb just to see if that will make this feeling go away, this nausea. So I started doing some research and I'm thinking like, okay, so, well, let's think about it. Let's just use common sense here. What causes morning sickness when you're pregnant? Hormones. So of course, as I'm entering this stage of my life and my hormones are going to be in flux, well, that only makes sense that I would experience similar or something that's very similar to what I experienced when I was pregnant. So I do a little more research and I realize that, yeah, progesterone, a drop in progesterone may in fact cause nausea. And I'm like, there you go. So I went and had my hormones tested again. And by the way, you can do this with your physician. I would highly, highly recommend that you seek out a physician who specializes in hormone replacement and specifically women's hormone replacement, specifically somebody who specializes in bioidentical hormone replacement not synthetic, bioidentical. We're going to do a whole episode on that coming up. 
But don't let that hold you back. I want you to be as informed as possible. That means listening to podcasts, reading, looking at research, and just generally paying attention to your common sense and what it is you know about your body. But let's start by addressing the factors that will contribute to menopausal weight gain. Or I hope that from now on, meaning from this point forward in the podcast, when I say menopause, menopause is defined as going 12 months without having a cycle. But there's this whole period before, no pun intended, there's this whole length of time before that happens where you're perimenopausal, meaning your sex hormones, you're producing less of them. So your period may be less predictable, less regular. And that, again, can start for women as early as age 35. So please know that I'm not just addressing women who are, you know, 49 or 50 or in menopause. I'm I'm speaking to every one of you who's 35 or older. And factors that can contribute to weight gain during this stage of our lives include, first, a genetic factor, right? Like, we have our own genetics and our epigenetics, which is the things that we do that kind of pull the trigger on our genetics, have a lot to do with your hormonal production. The age at which your mother went through menopause is likely to have an impact on the age that you go through menopause. But that doesn't necessarily mean it will be identical. If your mom gained a ton of weight when she went through menopause or even younger than that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you will. Because remember, epigenetics plays such a big role in that. Yes, we can't change our genetics, but we can certainly change our epigenetics, the way that our genetics are expressed, if you will. So there are genetic factors, of course. The second is hormonal changes. And this too, we have a lot of control over. And this is perhaps the most important factor because your hormones influence your metabolism, your thyroid, and Yes, we actually do have a lot of things that we can do to control our hormones. And then lastly, the third factor is lifestyle changes. Oftentimes, I found this to be true, especially with our members of Phase It Up, which is this big community of folks that we have. In fact, you can learn more about Phase It Up by going to phaseitup.com. But Phase It Up is the new name, the reinvention, if you will, of the one through one method. So those of you who read my book, The One Through One Method, or maybe you are members of One Through One, or maybe you've tried One Through One in the past, well, the one through one has evolved as she needed to. And she's very much focused. I call her she. I call the program she. Phase it up. That's what we're talking about now. So one through one has transformed into phase it up. And phase it up is a community. Many of the women, I would say the majority, probably 80% of our community is 35 and older. So they are dealing with perimenopausal symptoms or menopause itself. And in speaking to so many of the members of our community, I often find that as some of these symptoms start to appear, like you haven't changed anything, but you're just feeling thicker around the middle and you've got lower energy, many times our mindset stands in the way. And our mindset then impacts decisions we make about our lifestyle choices. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling, ugh, I feel like I've gained five pounds or 10 pounds or seven pounds, but I'm working out just as hard and I'm eating. I'm trying to eat really well. So, you know, forget about it. This is just what's going on because I'm aging. So therefore, I'm not going to work out as hard. I'm going to just accept the fact that this is what happens as we age. And so therefore, I'm going to let my guard down. I'm not going to exercise as often. I'm not going to phase my diet as rigorously. I'm not going to spend as much 
time worrying about it, which is wonderful. You shouldn't spend time worrying about it. But if we're being completely honest with ourselves, then you've got to attribute lifestyle to part of the weight gain. So I'm just asking you to be honest with yourself. If you don't like what's going on, then you got to change it. And you can't change something unless you know what it is you need to change. So don't assume it's just hormones or it's just genetics. If in fact there have been some lifestyle changes, are you drinking more because of the pandemic? Are you exercising less? Are you practicing intuitive eating? However, you're really not paying attention to the what's really going in and your carb intake has climbed sky high. So is your fat intake and your protein intake. Like who knows what it is. But if we aren't tracking these things, if we're not aware of what's really going on, it's not uncommon for us to assume that nothing has changed when in fact something has changed. So what do I tell you to do there where it comes to lifestyle? I think you've got to go back to tracking these things. If tracking triggers you, if you have struggled with an eating disorder in the past, it's just not the way you want to live your life, then don't do it. But if it's possible that it could be some minor lifestyle changes that have snuck their way in, are you not getting as much sleep? Are you spending less time doing self-care? Have you stopped taking your supplements? Okay, so let's talk about lifestyle again. You know, we talked about hormones. Now, when we talk about hormones, I kind of have to combine that area with lifestyle because when we're thinking about lifestyle, that's also nutrition. And if your nutrition is off, if you're not getting proper zinc, if you're not getting proper omega-3s, if you're not getting proper vitamin D, vitamin C, all of these things, my friends, are going to impact your hormone production. And even if it's off a little bit, your energy will drop. When your energies will drop, then that will affect the adrenals. And it's just this whole cycle. The one thing I have got to tell you is you must be vigilant and consistent. Taking your supplements sometimes doesn't cut it as we begin to age, as we begin to age, as we continue to age, I should say. Aging doesn't happen suddenly. It happens over time. I have to say that this is true for me too. When I recently had my nutrition panel done, I was so disappointed in myself that my vitamin D was far lower than I thought it was, but it is because I had become inconsistent. I was taking it most days, but not all days. And you get to a point in your life where you just, you have to be incredibly consistent. And that's why habits are everything. How do we form habits that help us to be our most healthy? So when it comes to supplements, I have a trigger. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to show this. Next to my coffee maker, I have a black canister that holds my ground coffee. Next to that, I have a black canister that holds my multi-pack of the most essential nutrients I need for my supplements as I'm aging. It's a pack that you can find. In fact, I'll put a link to it in our show notes. It's called Myself Again, and it is a pack of the most essential supplements and multivitamins that a woman needs as she begins to enter perimenopausal and a menopausal stage. And these are the essentials so that you make sure that you're getting your bone density these are medical grade supplements. They are non-GMO. They are certified organic and they're third party tested. That is huge. You've got to be very, very careful where you're buying your supplements. I know I've said this before, but I love Amazon. Do not buy your supplements on Amazon. They are fraught with frauds, counterfeits, and expired products. 
it's just not an area where you want to take that risk. So you definitely want to buy directly from the source. People were struggling with this. That's why we created and sourced this medical grade line of supplements just for women like you, for women like me, who it's just like, I really don't have the time to figure all this out. Can you just put them in one nice little convenient pack? Because I've got to get in the habit of taking them every single freaking day. And I can't trust buying them on places like Amazon or you know other marketplaces where you're buying from all different sources and you can't verify where you're getting them from. With us, you 100% have my personal guarantee that these are triple lab tested and they're medical grade. So again, if that's something that you're interested in, you'll find the link in our show notes. But your supplementation has got to be consistent. And so does your exercise and so does your sleep and so does your nutrition. And I wish it were easier. It's not. I'm going to shoot straight with you. It's just not. And if you get lax about that, well, then your hormones get out of balance. And when your hormones get out of balance, you don't feel like yourself. So if you don't like that, the only alternative is you've got to be consistent. You have to be consistent in monitoring these things. And it was easier when we were younger. It was so much easier. But that doesn't mean you can't feel and look your best today. It just means it's going to take a little bit more attention to the detail. Girlfriend, I have to tell you, one of the worst things you can do is beat yourself up during this period of time and think that you'll be able to fix whatever's going on by just going back to what you were once doing and doing it harder. For example, intermittent fasting or fasting in general. These are things which they don't work for all women who are perimenopausal or menopausal. If you're in adrenal fatigue and you're trying to fast, you can literally do such damage to your thyroid and your adrenal system and your metabolism. That's not to say you can't do it. It means you have to know what's going on with your hormones and you have to recognize when you're under a lot of stress and you have to recognize when it's not working. You've got to really pay attention. I wish it were easier. It's not, but it's not that bad. Let me take just a moment to tell you about my latest discovery. It's a discovery for your feet. It's a sock. The socks are called features, F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S, features, like feet, but features. And I'm telling you, I've been on the quest to find the perfect sock for years. And I bought every single sock known to man. It's not that I'm picky about the way the socks feel. I mean, that's nice too, but it's also how do they fit and do they stay on my foot and how do they make my feet smell or not smell? Like all of these things matter. What I love the most about features is they don't slip off my feet. They're not too thick. They don't like bunch up under my toes and they're so comfortable. These socks are so good. They actually come with a lifetime guarantee. That's crazy. They're literally that durable and long-lasting that if you're ever unsatisfied with the socks at any point, they'll replace them. No questions asked. Everyone in my family is addicted to these socks, and they're a game changer. You need to try these yourself. You can go to Features, and again, it's spelled F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S, Features.com, and enter the promo code SHALENE. When you enter Shaleen at your checkout, you'll get $10 off your first pair of feature socks. And you can feel good supporting a family-owned U.S.-based company founded in 2002. Their mission is to create great products, and they have done so. Again, that's features.com forward slash Shaleen, or enter the code Shaleen for your $10 off. All right, back to hormones. 
Think about what our our own mothers didn't have access to that today we do. We know so much more than the generation before us, and that knowledge is power. Your attitude is everything. Stop telling yourself that you are miserable and unhappy and fat and that you don't like your body and you don't like aging. You can look younger. You can feel younger. And yes, your body's going to be different. I can't return for you the skin that you had when you were 25. That ain't coming back. But you know what else isn't coming back? All the dumb choices we made when we were 25. Like you're beautiful and you're gorgeous and you're so much more confident now, aren't you? Just admit it. Aren't you a million times more confident today than you were 15 years ago? I know I am. And you know what's way more attractive than youth? Confidence. Confidence is gorgeous. Confidence is sexy. Confidence is attractive. Confidence is magnetic. Confidence is what you deserve. All right. That starts inside. Like that's an internal dialogue. A dialogue that's a lot easier to have when the way you feel matches what you know to be true about yourself. So if you don't feel like yourself right now, if you're dealing with a lot of these weird symptoms, some of which maybe I haven't even listed them, when it comes to the symptoms and the reported side effects of hormonal changes, if you go online and Google this stuff, you're just going to get the same symptoms over and over and over again. And then you're going to think, well, maybe there's something else going on with me. But I have to tell you, just about any time you're not feeling like yourself, it probably relates to hormones. I mean, even teenagers, right? When your teen isn't acting like themselves, it's probably hormones. Hormones, we are a bundle of hormones. So if you're experiencing some kind of weird, strange thing that you've never experienced before, you're putting weight on in a different area or your skin doesn't look the same. The way your body moves, the way you are able to sleep, everything just about everything, you can pretty much tie back to there's something going on with my hormones. That's step one, right? And then step two is like, okay, so what can I personally do to fix this? Number one, you've got to start with your nutrition. Start with your nutrition. We can't improve that which we don't measure. And again, I always say this because I don't want to trigger anyone who's had or is currently suffering from an eating disorder because that is very real and you don't want to slip back into that. That is something you want to do with the help of a trained professional, maybe even a registered dietitian. But for those of you who have not experienced an eating disorder or you're not at risk of slipping back into those behaviors, I think it's really important that you got to know what is going on. How much sleep am I getting? Track it. If you have a push journal, use your push journal. In your push journal, there's a place for you to write when you had your first meal, when you had your last meal, what time you went to bed, what time you woke up, how much water you're getting, what are you eating for your meals, how much exercise, how much self-care, like all of those things, hello, will impact your hormones. If you're not taking care of you, yeah, your hormones, it's going to show up. We just like to plow through life and say, I'm not stressed. I can keep doing this. I can go harder or maybe I won't go harder. Maybe I'll go easier on myself, but I'm stressed. Your body keeps the score. Your body is always going to tell you that something isn't right. The question is, are you listening? And if you're hearing the message, what are you doing about it? Are you taking action? All right, so once we've ruled out lifestyle, so we know that we are, we are actually eating the way we're supposed to be eating, and we are getting adequate sleep. We're getting adequate supplementation. We're drinking adequate amounts of water. We're getting adequate 
self-care and we're doing all those things right, once we've kind of pretty much ruled out lifestyle, then we have to look at like, okay, so what's happening to my body? And what are the signs that this is in fact hormonal, that I have a drop in my estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone? Remember, as we age, all those things are dropping. But to use myself as an example, when I tested, I think it was less than nine months ago, my progesterone, testosterone, those levels were fine. My estrogen was dropping a little. And in this most recent test, my progesterone was like, had dropped to nothing. My testosterone had completely plummeted. So at the moment, I am doing a very, very low dosage of testosterone. I'm literally like five days in, so I can't even tell you if I feel any different yet. But I'm also doing a low dose of progesterone and a low dose of estrogen. Now, I'm doing these with an expert. You need to find an expert in your area. So while I would love to help every single one of you, I can't. You need to do your research. And here's how you do that. Go to Google. Start there. Then go to Yelp. Read reviews. Talk to your girlfriends. Ask your OBGYN for a recommendation. And while we're at it, while we're talking about health, just a reminder that, you know, October isn't the only month that we should be talking about getting a mammogram. Breast health and screening for breast cancer is so important, ladies. And there are alternatives to mammograms, many of which there's a lot of evidence to support they are more effective with lower levels of radiation and better results in terms of finding an early detection of breast cancer. So don't assume that your mammogram is your only alternative. Do some research. I should do a show on that. <laughs> Anytime I talk about women's health, there's so many other episodes. I should do one on MRIs and 3D mammograms and ultrasounds and breast cancer in general. So that's probably another episode that we should do in the future. But in the meantime, what I'm suggesting is that you need to find a very reputable expert at women's hormone health and be careful because just like anything, if it's related to health, nine times out of 10, it ain't covered by insurance, which is such a bummer. And because of that, you've got to be very careful that someone's not recommending you to someone who just wants to pump you full of hormones and get you on hormone therapy when you don't need it necessarily, and that they don't start first by testing to see what your hormone levels are. That's number one. And then their number two course of action should be to look at your, your lifestyle and your nutrition. The third and last alternative should then to be to talk about possible hormone replacement therapy. Unfortunately, it's just like anything. There are doctors out there who are more about making a buck than they are helping you get healthy. So just be smart about this stuff. And the way to do that is to walk in with a notepad and already be prepared and already have an idea of what it is you're experiencing and what it is you expect and that you've done your research. But the absolute most important time to take control and to take action is before you reach menopause. So ladies who have not yet lost your cycle, like you have the greatest potential right now to avoid that menopausal weight gain. Because if you enter menopause and you have already let your lifestyle slide, you've already stopped exercising, your sleep is horrible, you've let your nutrition fall by the wayside, and you're drinking too much, you've let these lifestyle factors impact your overall health before you even hit menopause, like you're already on multiple medications and you're on high blood pressure medication and you are maybe even pre-diabetic or diabetic, 
and then you hit menopause? Trust me, you already know this. The weight gain is going to be far worse versus a woman who right now understands, okay, there are factors that I can control. I can control my lifestyle. I can control my nutrition. I can control my exercise, my sleep. I can control my supplementation. I can begin to realize it's going to take more work. I can't be lax about this and I've got to get myself healthy. If you do that and you enter menopause and then you experience a weight gain, number one, it's going to be a much smaller weight gain, much more manageable. And number two, if you go into menopause having made these healthy changes or having maintained these healthy changes and you you experience a, a slight weight gain, well, at least now you know, oh, this is hormonal. I can check my hormone levels and I can consider doing hormone replacement and have a much easier time of taking that weight off. But don't wait, no pun intended. Don't wait or you're going to have a much harder time. It's going to be much more frustrating. That can take a real toll on you mentally and physically, emotionally, psychologically, sexually. Like if you're not feeling good about yourself, if you feel like you don't have any control in this area, it's going to affect how you feel about yourself. It's going to affect your confidence, the way you stand, the way you look, the way you approach your work, how you feel about yourself in the bedroom, like all of these things. It's not something we should just accept. Yes, we accept that we're aging, but we don't have to accept that we need to age the same way our mothers did. I mean, we can look and feel 20 years younger than what our moms did at the same age. I say that, but I also want to remind you that you're never going to be 25 again. You don't want to be 25 again. And I don't want to give you the impression that that's what you're trying to achieve. You know, the way my body distributes body fat is completely different today than it was when I was in my 30s. The way that I put on muscle is completely different. Some things are better. Some things are just different. Some things not exactly happy about, but it just is what it is. And I don't beat myself up about it. I realize like this is a rite of passage. I look amazing. I feel amazing. But sometimes I don't. And when I don't, I can't just chalk it up to like, okay, while I'm getting old, I have to really ask myself, okay, what is this? What's going on? And is this something I can control? I might not be able to control sagging skin. I might not be able to control the fact that your hair is going to get thinner as you age. That's another thing that just drives me crazy. People will say, oh, I've got thinning hair. I, I must be perimenopausal and or I must be in fill in the blank. I must have some immune disorder. As we age, our hair thins. It always has. It always will. And it thins on the sides due to sleep and due to hormones and just aging in general. So some of these things, we just we're not always going to look like we're 19 years old. And God is fair. There's so many other things that are better now because you're older. Most importantly, your confidence. So I want you to embrace that. I want you to love who you are. I want you to take control and sit in the driver's seat. But I don't want you to be obsessive and crazy and to hold yourself to a standard that is impossible to achieve you know, to look at people like J-Lo or other famous people who are in their 50s and even in their 60s and you think, oh my gosh, how do they look like that? Yeah, they have a lot of help and they have a lot of doctors. They have a lot of care and they have amazing lighting and amazing makeup and tape and all the other things. So don't compare yourself to that and don't compare yourself 
to you 25 years ago. Just compare yourself to yesterday or a time recently when perhaps you felt better. And that should be your goal. How do you feel? How do you feel? That's what matters most. All right. Boy, I've got to make a list of all these episodes I said I was going to do full episodes on. Let's see. I said I was going to do a full episode on bioidentical hormones. I said I'd do a full episode on breast cancer and screening for it. Let's see. Gosh, there's so many. Plus, I'm sure you've got some great ideas and I'd love to hear them. So hit me up on Instagram. I'm Ashleen Johnson. I love getting your DMs. Let me know you listen to this episode. Thank you when you do that. I love that. I love, 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 love when you hit me up and say, hey, I just listened to such and such episode. And thank you for leaving your five-star reviews for the podcast. Oh, it means so much to me, you guys. Can I put a link in the show notes? I can. Okay. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. If you really value these episodes, if you've learned something, can you do me a wonderful favor? Write me a note and do so by leaving a five-star review and letting me know which episode was really helpful to you or if there were more than one because every day when I sit down to record a podcast, first thing I do is read your review. So thank you so much. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.